All right, everyone. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to ElvinPizarro.com. We're here in the studio with Mr. TJ. Mr. Uh, TJ, what's going on, what's brother? What's going on, my man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, it, it's really good to have you in the studio today, man. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, TJ and I are really good friends, but we're also co-workers. Mm -hmm. uh, TJ and I, when we work the same floor uh, at an undisclosed location, we're yeah. not going to talk about where we yeah, work at. Classified. Completely classified. Yeah. Even though I'm sure people will figure it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eventually but yeah. We'll, we'll leave that for another podcast as a matter of fact i want to do another podcast with you about our line of work oh yeah so we can get specific about things oh yeah we're gonna dig deep <laughs> we got the shovel we digging yeah. <laughs> and for those supervisors yeah. that are watching just know that we do conversate when we have yeah. downtime yeah you know? oh yeah we still do our job we do we so do our thing good and we do it well oh yeah very well all right very good <laughs> but uh <laughs> we we uh whenever tj and i are working the same floor we engage in some very deep conversation and I'm talking about deep, right? Oh, yeah. Super oh, deep, man. And uh, we, we talk about everything from relationships. We talk about our personal lives. And sometimes we can tell when we're having a bad day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know we, what I mean? We kind of feed off each other. And, yeah. You know, I'm like, because you come with a certain energy, man. It's like you, you got like a ball of uh, an invisible ball of energy around you that's just positive, man. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I could kind of tell sometimes when that's uh penetrated a little bit yeah. whether it's by outside forces or mm -hmm. forces within you know where we work so I like the, the chemistry we've always had you know yeah. when we work together we can feed off each other those are the best people that you want to work with oh yeah and also have relationships outside of work yeah absolutely absolutely and the same with you man you can kind of tell and we feed off each other yeah and I can tell when you walk in man you're just like oh this brother had a, a really bad day <laughs> oh yeah you know and we, oh, we yeah. and then that's when we sit and we, we talk about it oh yeah. you know and, and I like that we we can talk in a personal level mm -hmm. in, in a point where we can uh, at the end of the conversation you and I, you know, I, especially it's, speaking for myself, I feel better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we just got to get let it out. Yeah. Sometimes we just feel like we're alone, mm -hmm. you know, on this journey called life. But, you know, we all have trials and tribulations we go through. And yeah. uh, it's just good to talk about it, man, especially for, you know, men of color. Yeah. We were taught we can't um, express ourselves, mm -hmm. keep it all in. If we had the worst day ever, we have to go yeah. outside and, you know, and talk to a tree yeah. before we talk to another individual about our feelings mm -hmm. and our, you know, just how we feel internally, um, just about life, personal stuff, just work, whether it's your deep personal desires or just anything, you know, mm -hmm. that you're just inflicted by. Mm -hmm. um, we were told not to talk about it and we have to deal with it because we're men. Exactly. And that's that's not a good narrative to spread because we're all human beings and it's just like you get a bottle, say this was a bottle of Coke and you just keep shaking it up, shaking it up, shaking mm -hmm. it up. Gradually when you, the top's going to pop. Yeah. And um, when it pops, we can put that outlet out in a negative way that can alter our lives yeah. which in our environment, which we'll discuss, you know, mm -hmm, at another mm -hmm. time, a lot of the guys in that environment, you know, they, they weren't taught that. Yeah. So um, it's really good to promote that, especially for young black men or men in general, but, you know, especially men of color, mm -hmm. because we're, we're just told to just be resilient and just keep it pushing. And yeah. We just got to change the narrative overall. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good thing that I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, like, for, for example, me, a man of color, um, you know, uh, coming from, you know, uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Us men, especially us Puerto Ricans, we have a kind of a machismo persona about us. Yeah. Where we feel like 
<clears throat> we can't talk to other men mm -hmm. about our problems. Yeah. If we talk to other men about our problems, that makes us weak. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's actually the opposite. Vulnerability is the ultimate sign of strength. Mm -hmm. like one of the things my mom, she instilled in me, she said, if you have a problem, when I was a little kid, when you have a problem with something, never... Never hold it in, you yeah. know what I mean? Just whether you write it down, always express yourself. Whether yeah. you do art, whether you do poetry, mm -hmm, whether mm -hmm. you sit here and talk to me, talk to a, just never hold it in. Don't be quiet, speak your mind. But, you know, it's not the it's not the way, it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. Yeah. It's the way you express yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't express yourself in a volatile or negative type yeah. of way. It has to be a, in a productive manner. Mm -hmm. Because not only are you getting it off your chest, but you're also... Um, you're just being vulnerable and so yeah. many people are like robots in the world yeah. they're just they want to be robust and they're programmed to just be away and mm -hmm. that's not how it works out we're mm -hmm. human beings we have we there's air we breathe there's blood going in between yeah. our veins we have feelings you yeah. know and uh you just can't can't hide that man Absolutely. you gotta express that you gotta put it out there and for me personally like you know i'm into poetry i, I write a lot of poetry uh, a lot of um expressions painting there's a lot of created out creative mm -hmm. outlets like photography there's so many outlets to where i could tell a story yeah and you know i was taught that very young by my mom so i give her all the praise all yeah. the credit because you know most and i I, do, I have a tough love mama like she's like she's kind of both it's like she's like the sour patch kid you yeah know? yeah so I tell her something's wrong. Well, she's like, well, that's life. You need to learn how to deal with that. And then she's yeah. like, then she gets soft and then she, <laughs> she provides suggestions yeah. and it's a productive thing, you know? So I don't feel like a lot of uh, men of color have that option, you know? Yeah. Is, is your mother here? Sorry to cut you off. Is your mother still here in racing? She is. Yeah. yeah. She's a retired uh, college professor. Yeah. Um, she it's ironic. She taught sociology. That was her main course. Mm -hmm. To a lot of freshmen and uh, also like uh, sophomores in college, yeah, um, that was like her niche, yeah. And they loved her, man. They were like, "Man, your mama keep it real, man." Yeah, it, uh, I'm like, yeah. I mean, she. I'm really blessed, you know, to have a woman. She's a remarkable woman, and she instills a lot of value, yeah, in everything. And you know, the man you see before you, like, I wouldn't be here without her. Yeah. So you know. I, What's up, mama? <laughs> so we're talking about yeah. your mother. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to dig in about your dad. Is, is your dad yeah. still around? Is he still in your yeah, life? Yeah, my parents, they've been married for, I don't know how long. It's been a minute. Yeah. But um, yeah, my dad, he's he's a retired businessman as well. Um, he did insurance for the longest. Yeah. He sold insurance to pretty much everyone in the city, man. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> he, um, excuse me, he uh, he's a very like... He's a pillar like in the community. Yeah. And uh, he just he wants to do something else. He's still trying to figure it out, man. Um, he's trying to go through the motions because he started in at Allstate. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is like one of the biggest insurance companies, you know, in the country. Mm -hmm. But um, he started off like uh, in the call center. Then he got promoted to like marketing. Then he was like a senior marketing manager. Mm -hmm. He just kept rising above yeah. the corporate ladder. And then um, he got laid off. Yeah. And then he took the money from uh, the severance package. And he was like, I want to be my own boss. I want to be, in, I'm an ambitious guy already. Yeah. It's gotten me this far. So let me see how far I could take it. Yeah. This is all I know. Uh, he never went to college. I think he did go to college. He attended a few classes, but he had an opportunity to, back then it was like, 
what are you going to school for? Just get a job. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so that's what he did. And uh, so he doesn't have any formal yeah. education besides like a high school diploma. Yeah. But uh, he went pretty far with it. He got his own. He took the money from the, you know, the severance package and he uh, opened up his own agency mm -hmm. and he he's had his agency. He had a good run for like 20 years. I think he started in 2000. And um, yeah, man. So he uh, that's all he knows. So yeah. now he's at the point where um, how old is my dad? Like 55, 56. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's at that point. He wants to just do something for him. You That's know? awesome, man. You know, but he's he's an awesome guy as well. Uh, he taught me a lot yeah. um, growing up, you know, as a little boy. You know, you your dad is like your superhero. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you look up to your, it, not a lot of men of men of color have a father figure. You yep. know, a lot of us were raised by single moms. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough to have both parents in the household. Yeah. And uh, but I used to watch my dad he used to be suited and booted, man. Yeah. Like, he used to just, man, like he named one of my brothers Armani. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He loves his Armani suits and stuff. Yeah. And he, he was just like, a. I learned a lot, like your cologne, just your presentation, just how to talk to people. You mm -hmm. know, that's, that's where I, that's really where I got the game from. You and know? I'm glad you bring that up because yeah. I see how you're dressed now. And you guys see how he's dressed today, man. Oh, you dress sharp, bro. You're a sharp brother. Oh, there's some light work, man. You know, <laughs> but the, but yeah. the one thing I took about uh, of that is that your dad was a, he had a great work ethic oh, and, yeah. and I can tell that he passed it along to you. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause I remember in some of the conversations that you and I mm -hmm. had, you talked to me about fashion. Now, yeah. let me tell you something, brother. Yeah. I knew you were in fashion mm. the first day I met you. Okay. At work? At work. Okay. At work. Because yeah. <clears throat> I remember, uh, I, I forgot how we, we the encounter happened. Uh -huh. But I remember I saw you and the first thing that came to my head is like, this brother must have his uniform tailored, man. Because you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it fit just right, man. I'm like, yeah. and you had the, you know, the accessories to go with it. I'm like, man, this guy, oh, he's yeah. a fashion guy. Yeah, it's funny, man. Um, so... Before when I first started at the job, you mm -hmm. know, we were wearing like black polos and stuff. Yeah, and you know, I, I like that because we had to provide that on our own. So I'm like, all right, so it's not like some off-brand polo that they give us. And yeah, it's ill-fitting and it fits terribly. I'm like, all right, I can wear my own. That yeah, is. and I, I do have a tailor. So <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay. So when I finally got my uniform, my shirt and stuff. Um, I took it out the package and I looked at it. I was like, nah, this nah, ain't, ain't going to work. Ain't, this, nah. ain't it. this ain't me. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I was actually supposed to wear the uniform like that night that I got it. I'm like, nah, I got to do some things to this before yeah. I wear it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I got to get right, man. So yeah. I went to my tailor, they chopped it and, you know, so... And then I came back to work. Everyone was like, my uniform don't look like that. Yeah, what would yeah. you do to yours? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, get at me. You know, yeah. I, I can help you, you know. But I just, the sloppy presentation, I yeah, I, I just, I hate that, man. And, you know, the excess fabric and all yeah. that. You yeah. know, but, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's funny that you said that. I never noticed that you, some people say that to me. Yeah. They're, like, they're like, something's different about your uniform. Yeah, whatever, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the fashion thing, man. That's that's where it's at, man. Now you told me one time that you uh, you have a business, correct? And yeah, you currently still do. Yeah, and yeah. you have uh, you show men how to dress. Yeah. Essentially, well, explain yeah. that to me because I'm not yeah. I'm not really familiar with that. So pretty much, I'm I'm an image consultant for men specifically. I'm going to get into the women, but women are just more complicated. Than yeah, and I don't say that to offend any women, but from a fashion standpoint, because women have like lit literally 12 different body body shapes mm -hmm. men for the most part have three yeah three different body you know every you have a deviation every now and yeah. then but for the most part it's three so 
Yeah, I'm an image consultant for men, specifically for suits. Um, it started off, you know, like I said, my dad. I it, that, That's where the first love for it came from, just looking good and just seeing the responses from people, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. being a man of color. You know, like they're used to seeing us in hoodies and yeah. T-shirts and just just looking like thugs, yeah. pants sagging and stuff. And I, I, I don't even think I've ever sagged in my life. Yeah. And it just didn't feel good. I didn't like the extra air coming in back mm-hmm, there. You mm-hmm, know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it started off with that. And then uh, I went off to college and I was like known as the kid that always had on suits yeah, and stuff. And, yeah. You know, like my classmates, they would have T-shirts, they would have uh, jeans on and they'll come to work just hung over and stuff. Yeah. And I'd come, come with a press suit. And just people were just thrown off by that. They used to think I was a professor sometimes. You know? <laughs> and um, I literally uh, tell them, no, I'm just like you, man. I'm, I'm trying to get this degree as well. And they're like, well, why do you wear? And the question is always, why do you get dressed up or why do you? To me, I, I challenge that person. I'm like, well, the real question is, why not? Right. You know, like you're a walking, talking billboard. You're an, you're an advertisement for yourself. Mm-hmm. Not saying that clothes are everything because you have to be an individual of character as well. Yeah. You know, the 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 clothes don't make the man. The man make the clothes. Right. But clothes help. Yeah. Because it's like a neutralizer, right? So say you're out somewhere and you see two young men. One of them have a hoodie on and, you know, some sweats and some tennis shoes or mm-hmm. whatever. In a fitted hat or whatever, you know, not a bad look, casual look, but then you see the other guy, you know, he has a nice blazer, yeah, um, nice pocket square, and he has a smile on his face. He smells good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what person are you going to gravitate to more? Right. You know, like you can have, and especially with men with color, people already have perceived notions of us, mm-hmm. you know. So I say it's a neutralizer because you see the, the two gentlemen, yeah. you're going to be less threatened by the individual with the suit because it's powerful because without even opening up my mouth, mm-hmm. you see what I have on. Yeah. It speaks for my, my character. They can tell alone. a lot about you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. then it's like that person's like, all right, well, they look apart. Well, let me pick their brain and let me talk to them and see what type of person they are mm-hmm. versus the other guy. You'll be less likely to engage with him yeah. because you feel like he has nothing to offer. He may look more aggressive or unapproachable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> it's just uh, it's a perception thing. You know, perception isn't reality, but it is. So what exactly know? going back to the yeah. image consultant, what yeah. exactly does an image so, consultant do? Yeah. So image uh, image consultant basically deals with individuals who they may want to revamp their closet. Yeah. Uh, they may be socially awkward. Um, and not know how to dress, never wore a suit in their life ever. Yeah. So they, they have a special event and they don't, they don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, so I, where I come into play, I'll get the guy who never has worn a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my guy, we tag team and his name is Enzi. Uh, shout out to Enzi. He's actually in uh, Nigeria right now. Okay. He's a gifted tailor yeah. and like his numbers, the way he just creates a silhouette for a body. He's he's gifted and yeah. he's self taught by his 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 dad and then his grandfather. It just went down the family tree, mm-hmm. so it's like it was all almost innate within him. So he was the tailor, 
And um, I'm the stylist. Yeah. You know, I put the fabrics together. Right? Figure out what your vibe. Do you like double-breasted? Do you like a uh, single button? Do you like, is it a black tie event? Yeah. Um, I figure out what type of format. And then I'm like, well, what kind of colors do you like? Yeah. And then I contrast the colors, pick the fabrics, uh, and then we put it all together, and then we make bespoke suits. Yeah. Um, so do you have men. to gather all this information from a person? Yep. That, that What does that do, the information that you gather from that person? It tells me a lot about ultimately how comfortable they are. Because yeah. a lot of guys are... You know, it's very intimidating wearing a suit. Yeah. Either, either what I find, a lot of guys are very intimidated, or they, they just uh, they're not comfortable in suits. Yeah. So I try to meet both of those aspects and marry them, mm. put it in the middle. So the guy that's never wore the suit before, mm -hmm. literally, like I, I just talk to him, man. I just get. What type of colors do you like? What type of vibe are you? What's your personality? Are yeah. you introverted? Are you extroverted? Mm -hmm. Do you you want to play with color? Do you are you more basic? Do you like neutral tones? Yeah. So I, I tap into the brain so I can figure out what type of suit to make for that individual. Yeah. Because when you when you feel good, um, or when you look good, you feel good. Yeah. When you're comfortable, you feel good. Yeah. You, you you get more out of life. Mm -hmm. You get more out of. Uh, you walk a little different. Yeah, you know? right. Your, your swag's a little different. So um, yeah, I, I just pick their brains, man. Get to know them. I figure out what they do. Figure out just certain various things that I go. So it's mm -hmm. like we meet. It's like a. I consult with them. Yeah. And then that initial meeting, I take all my notes and stuff. And then I pull out my book with the fabrics and show them, you know, the possibilities. And I, I sketch it out, show yeah. them. And then, you know, we, I talk to Enzi and then he comes in, he measures them and everything. And then uh, you'll get a suit that turn the, you'll get a suit within like four to six weeks, okay. depending on like the availability of each fabric. That was actually my next question. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you from point A to point B. <laughs> mm -hmm. As soon as I meet you and talk to you, yeah. how long does it take for me to? Yeah, four to six weeks four to six at weeks. the most, eight weeks, yeah. like two months at the most. I try not to stretch it out any longer than that. Um, Cause there was a lot of guys at work who they found out what I do on the mm -hmm. side and they're trying to like that. I, I have a wedding uh, in two weeks and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's not how that works. Yeah. Like it's a process. Um, but individuals who I can't get suits for say mm -hmm. the timing is bad. I offer my image consulting, um, which I'll go with them as a like personal, like a personal shopper. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. like I'll, I already know what their dimensions are, their sizes, and then I'll I know their color scheme, what they like, what their vibe wow. is, and I'll just pick out. Literally, they're just chilling in the store. And yeah, I'll just do my thing, and I'll be like, hold hold my beer. Yeah, know? right. No, hold my wine. You know, <laughs> and then I'll go over there, and you know, I'll swap it out. Yeah, play with different uh, looks and stuff, and then uh, you know, because otherwise, because these guys, they don't, they've never worn a suit. Mm -hmm. They don't even know how a suit should fit. Yeah. They don't know anything. So I'm that I'm that uh, person that gets them from that point. Yeah. I get them across that bridge and, you know, I get them right. Man, that's so. an interesting job, man. I'm telling you, because I'm not yeah. I'm not a suit guy. Man, let me tell you yeah. something. I'm the, <laughs> I can look at a guy and tell <laughs> like, I can look at a guy and tell his dimensions. And yeah. Stuff, you know, it's just it gets easier with time. I feel like. I had a woman approach me like, yeah. recently and she was like, well, you doing all of this for the men. What about the ladies? Yeah. You know, this, and she's, uh, she's actually in law school. Yeah. Um, she's in her last year at law school and she's really into suits. And, and I'm like, man, I, I love how a suit looks on a woman. Can a like, man dress a woman? 
Can you know what Absol- I mean? Absolutely. Really? It goes both ways. You yeah. Because you see a lot of stylists. Most stylists in the industry are women, mm-hmm. you know, and they dress rappers or yeah. actors or, you know, uh, costume designers for movies and stuff. They're mostly women. Mm-hmm. It's a female dominated industry. But I feel like men, I, like, I feel like I can, like, me and my girlfriend, we go out and she's like, I'm not picking anything out. Like, yeah. I want, she trusts me that much where she's like, I know, like, your sense of style, you know me, yeah. and, you know, we do the same for each other. Yeah. So it's fun. It's like playing dress up, man. Yeah. Honestly, but, yeah, a man could definitely dress a woman. Um, that's, so, that's interesting, yeah. man. So it's, it's kind of different, but, I mean, almost kind of the same still. Yeah. Because you have to... Just the construction of the suit is different yeah. for a woman, but it's, it's pretty much the same concept. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't treat, it's kind of genderless to me. You yeah. Know? Like individuals, I've seen a lot of women wear suits and they wear suits very well. Yeah. You know, like they still have a nice silhouette with their body mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they wear it in like a sensual type of way. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of class, man. Like yeah. you can't buy class, you can't buy taste. So yeah. it's just, you have to marry those two aspects. Well, let me ask you something, Lambert, yeah. because <clears throat> me, let's say me individually, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a Kmart Walmart guy, dude. I don't, Nothing you can wrong with t- that. <laughs> I won't knock you. Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah. let me go deeper than that. Yeah. I, I hate shopping for clothes. I yeah. hate clothes. I, I'm not a clothes person. As yeah. a matter of fact, the clothes that I do wear yeah. is usually picked out by my wife, Okay, you okay. know, in, or it's given to me you know, during Christmas or birthday parties or yeah. whatever. I, I, I'm not a clothes guy. You're like, oh, this tie. Yeah. yeah. Somebody gave me a tie. I'll be wearing that for your wedding next time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I, I don't have that, that uh, personality of, you know, I, I need to dress like you're dressed right now. You know, you're yeah. dressed amazing sharp, man. You know what I mean? And, oh, I appreciate it. But the thing is yeah. now, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I always wondered why men, especially men of color, yeah. they feel like they not that they don't they have to dress like that, yeah. but I never understood the 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 mentality behind it. Mm-hmm. I never understood why men of color love dressing like that or dressing like you're dressed right now with the you know with the white you know what do you yeah. call that uh, uh, uh linen blazer linen yeah. blazer and yeah. stuff like that you know the gold yeah. chain you know the, yeah. the colors I mean yeah. you look sharp man oh, appreciate it I've seen men mm-hmm. uh, just in a normal day yeah. they don't have nothing going on oh, dress yeah. like you dress right now yeah so explain to me the mentality behind it why do men mm-hmm. feel they have to dress like that? Because I have my yeah. own, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. reasoning behind it. Right, right. And, and let me tell you what, let me yeah. tell you what I think. And yeah. you correct me if I'm wrong, okay. brother. Yeah, I think that men, mm-hmm. okay, because it could be go to go both ways. Yeah. It could be a cultural thing, uh-huh. right? Because I've never seen a white man dress like that. Okay. Well, I, maybe I have, but, you know, they, they feel the, yeah, they feel yeah. the way I feel. Like they yeah. have to dress like that. It's an occasion and things like that. Yeah. But another thing is men dress like that because they try to attract the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What is the reasoning behind it? Or it could be a cultural thing. Yeah. I mean, what is it? I think for me personally, like I said, I go back to my dad, watching him get ready for work. Yeah. Spraying, he used to bathe in his cologne. Um, he'd lay out his suits like the night before he'd press them. Yeah. I, I feel like, and then I, I'd watch, I watch how he'd leave the house and it will be like a sense of pride, man, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's where it's deeply, it's deeply rooted. It, it really starts with your background. Yeah. You know, I, I was exposed to that. Now, if I was exposed, say like I was raised by a single mother mm-hmm. and I never was exposed to that. Could things be different? Could I still be the same person that I am today? There's a slight chance, but there's a ma- the majority of it. You know, I think that 
I'd probably not, yeah. you know, because I wouldn't be exposed to it. I, I could still have that desire or see a magazine or see someone in a movie and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, he looks clean or whatever, but I don't have the outlet or I don't even have the guidance or direction to even yeah. attain that. Yeah. So um, I feel like for me, it, it came from my, my upbringing. And then too, also, in addition to that, the response from the women, you know, yeah, like, uh, man, you should have seen me in high school, man. Like, <laughs> I could only imagine. Like you, like you had guys. I graduated in 08, so not to tell my age or anything. Yeah, you know who cares? Yeah, you know, getting getting age is a getting older is a blessing. Yeah, so, that's you know. right. Um, but in high school, man, I'd see the kids. They'll have jerseys on. Yeah, they'll have basketball shorts and stuff, and my, the Jordans on. Mm-hmm. You know, and man. I'd come to, <laughs> I come to high school, man, with a silk shirt on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a silk button-up shirt <laughs> and some uh, some some dress pants mm-hmm. and some loafers, man, and a, yeah. gold, and a gold chain and yep. nice clean fade or whatever. And I used to get clowned, bro. Really? Like, they used to go in on me. Like, just, I thought it, I thought it'd be the opposite because no. even in my high school, I've had guys that did yeah. that. They they came with the silk shirts, but it was the complete opposite. Yeah, they didn't get. I mean, they they did. Mm-hmm feel a certain amount of, uh, you know, uh, resistance from the males, but for the ladies, I mean, they were, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the guys, man, they, they clown me, but you know, the offset of that was, I got a lot of attention from the women. Yeah. They loved it. Like the guys that were talking about me, their girlfriend was trying to get at me, you know, low key, you know? (laughs) And it was like, I think, I don't even think it came from like I look lame or anything, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I feel like I was put together well. I, I just think it was a, an exposure thing. I feel like it was different, yeah, because they were never exposed to that back home, which goes back to the background. Also, I feel like people despise what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, we're scared of what we don't understand. Right? They didn't understand why I came the way that I did. Yeah. But deep down, I felt like if someone pulled them to the side and if I would have, if, if some, one of those guys making fun of me would have been like, Hey man, can you put me on? I'm, yeah. Right. I mean, I would have gladly done it and you know, I, I'm sure they would have been receptive to it, but it wasn't really acceptable back then because we had like the tall tees back then, back yeah, right. then the baggy jeans. Uh, I think what was in back then, like fat farm, fat farm, uh, uh, FUBU, FUBU, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it was more like an urban, uh, urban wear was taken over back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I never was attracted to that. I never, I, I always thought it looked sloppy. Yeah. You know, you have a skinny guy wearing a t-shirt that's like a 5X and baggy pants. It just wasn't comfortable and it just didn't look good to me. Yeah. Like, I like well-kept things. I like things that are neat, clean. Um, like, a, like I look at things very architectural. Yeah. Like out when I was a kid, like even like my mom, she'd be like, she'd get dressed and she'd be like, "How did how does your mama look?" Or yeah, right. Good? And I'd be like, "I love the dress, but uh, your hair looks bad." Or I'd say, which you know I regretted saying that a few times. You <laughs> I'll know, bet. yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, like or like say my, one time my parents they got new furniture. And, you know, I had career parents, so they were always gone. Yeah. So they got the furniture and stuff, and I took it upon myself to rearrange everything in the house. So they came back, and they're like, well, what the heck did you do to the house? And I'm like, it just looked terrible. And that looked like my, that's how my mind works. I have an architectural mind. Like, I like shapes, colors, and contour. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I always 
that's just always been my mentality. So the urban wear never appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Plus I've always valued just being different, yeah, you know, like right. in the worlds where you can be anybody, why not just be yourself? Everyone blends in mm-hmm. and I always wanted to stand out. Yeah. Not that I was trying to be extra or not that I was trying to be thought I was better or had an elitist mentality. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like standing out, you know, and I feel like, and now that, that that fit with my aesthetic anyway. Yeah. So it just organically came together. So yeah, man, in high school, um, I that's how I was, man. And it just translated to college and transitioned. And even some of the pictures I look back in uh, college where mm-hmm. I thought I was flying. Yeah. So, some of them I look back and I'm like, damn, like that suit fit terribly. Mm-hmm. But it was just at that time. It was it was ahead of its time. Yeah, right. But like with everything in life, it's an evolutionary process. Yep. So when I I noticed some of the pictures, I'm like, well, it's a nice suit, but it's tailored very bad. Mm-hmm. It's it looks kind of baggy. The shoulders are boxy. It doesn't hug your waist. Yeah. You know, certain little things I dissect now because I've, I I'm a, I've been in the game for a long time mm-hmm. and I've advanced in it. Um, but it's all it's been just a a progression ultimately. Yeah. Like increment by increment um so i feel like to answer your question man like literally I, I feel like it's an innate thing and i also feel like it's your background yeah and it's just a sense of pride like i go somewhere like when i'm getting up in the morning i could be out getting a coffee or somewhere i have the mentality like i can literally you don't know who you're gonna run into mm-hmm. i can run into someone who literally will change my life yeah and if say I'm getting coffee at Starbucks and I see a CEO or I see somebody and there's a type of business that I want to get into, but I'm presented sloppy, yeah, right. I have sweats, I got uh, stains all over my shirt mm-hmm. and I just look a mess or I look mm-hmm. like I just came from the gym. Yeah, That person's not going to be intrigued to want to talk to me. But if I have a nice suit on and I'm well put together getting coffee, smelling good. Those are conversation openers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll have a guy or you have even a lady, a person, an individual, they'll see you. They're like, well, what's up with this individual? Start small talk. And, which a lot of the doors that opened up for me mm-hmm. resulted just like played out just like that. Yeah, I'd be out, I'd get off work uh, and I'd go, uh, not now, but back then um, when I worked downtown in Metro Milwaukee, I'd go to a bar after for happy hour. Mm-hmm. I'd be minding my own business. You know, I had a rough day yeah. and I just wanted to kind of unwind and stuff. Still suited and booted. And I'd be sitting by the bar alone and I've had so many connections like that yeah. where an individual, they'll sit back in the cut and they watch you. They watch how you c- carry yourself. They watch your demeanor. Mm-hmm. They watch your cadence. They watch how you interact with people on top of looking good. Yeah. So, you know, they... Once they make it up in their mind, like, all right, this is a person I want to get to know. They'll come up, start casual conversation or offer to buy me a drink or say, you look great, man. What do you do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got a lot of my clients off just that. Yeah. I always had a business card on me. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, you know, I work uh," because at the time I worked at the courthouse um, as a clerk for the, you know, the judges and stuff. Yeah. So I tell them, you know, I work at the courthouse or whatever, but, you know, um, I do image consulting on the side and I work with a lot of attorneys and also judges and businessmen. So I pull out my card and give it to them and they like my conversation. They like the way I carried myself and that opens up the door. So I feel like, you know, that's just a testimony as to why 
you know, that that's what motivates me because yeah. me getting up every day, you can have that dream that you have. Mm -hmm. You can have a field that you want to get in. And the way that you look can single-handedly open up that door. Oh, absolutely. Or at least be a bridge, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, so many people have to think about that. Yeah. Is, like, is there a negative mm -hmm. uh, kind of pers uh, view that say uh, the, the a white lady mm -hmm. might have? Because I remember when yeah. I used to, uh, I'm, re I'm really big into uh, black exploitation movies. Me know, too, man. Back, yeah. I love Foxy Brown. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, Superfly. Yeah. Movies like that. Well, yeah. One of my favorite one was The Mac. You remember The mm -hmm, Mac? Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> Goldie. Goldie, yeah. yeah. That was my guy, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Beautiful. Oh, my God. That was yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But He died recently, did he? Did he? For, I think maybe a year ago he died. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah. He passed. I was <sighs> kind of sad. I'm like, you know, and these are movies, too, like... The only reason why, like, I was watching them is because I was, like, I'd be, like, at my aunt's house or yeah. something. And then um, I'd see, uh, like, I wouldn't want to watch stuff on the TV. So mm -hmm. I'd, like, take movies and it'll be, like, Foxy Brown. Yeah, man. Just these old movies that I had no business watching. Yeah. Because I was born in 1990. Yeah. So I'm, like, the 70s is way before my time. Mm -hmm. I almost want to go on a time machine. Yeah. And I, I feel like I want to be 20 years old in the 70s, man. The fashion, <laughs> the music. Yeah. Everything was was beautiful. Man. When you look at when you look at fashion in those movies. Yeah. And, uh, for example, I was I was watching, not, not too long ago, I was watching uh, The Mac. Yeah. And... Uh, there was a scene when there was like a, a man in the streets. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember the scene very much, but even him, yeah. even him was dressed yeah. fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's why I bring up the the question: Is it a cultural thing? Because I, mm -hmm. I know I know there's there's men, yeah. you know, white men that like to dress up in suits. Yeah, oh yeah. But you can definitely tell the difference, yeah. in, you know, in color. You color, can tell in, yeah. in in what else? We we uh, when I say we, I mean men of color have a tendency to wear wear more color. Yeah, you know, we're more. Uh, more vibrant, more eclectic more, yeah. with it versus white men or, you know, men of different cultures. They they're more modest. Yeah. They like the black and whites, the neutral templates. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. kind of boring. And there some of them like I've had guys come up to me. I had like a floral blazer on uh, last weekend mm -hmm. when I was just out kicking it in Milwaukee. And then he was like, man, I can never wear that. Yeah. That looks so good. And I'm just like, hey, man, try it. You yeah. never know, you know, but. I think it is a cultural thing yeah. because that's what we've seen. You know, like you said, you used a reference for Foxy or not Foxy Brown. Uh, the Mac. The Mac. Yeah. All of those guys were clean, man. Yeah. They had clean cars. Oh. All of them had. Yeah. We always talk about like cars, too. And yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> so we both have an, uh, a deep uh, infinity for Cadillacs. Yeah. Man. That's where it comes Favorite from. Favorite car. Yep. Cadillacs, Lexus. Um, yep. Not Lexus is in the 70s, but definitely Caddies. Uh, mm -hmm. Just having a clean car. Being suited and booted, yeah, that's that's definitely a part of Black culture. Well, absolutely, you could be broke, have five dollars in your bank account, but you rest assured, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna look good. You oh know? yeah, so oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is a cultural thing as well, uh, with along with exposure, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, man. But how hard is it to make a a, a man not look? For example, I know that mm -hmm. there's certain type of styles yeah. right there's uh there's the business style mm -hmm. there's the casual mm -hmm. and then there's the 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 extreme i like to call it the ones yeah. that look like pimps yeah you know yeah H how do you prevent let's say for example i come to you and i say man i like colors <laughs> i like colors yeah, i like yeah. to stand out yeah. but i don't want to look like a pimp yeah 
You don't want to look like I don't Barney. I don't look like a pimp. Barney with a purple suit. <laughs> Big bird. <with> yeah. Because <laughs> you true. know women yeah. will project that. You know, a, a yeah. man that doesn't, like person like me that doesn't know that yeah. doesn't know much about fashion. I see somebody dressed up in yeah. super fly colors, a big hat, and yeah. to him I might like yeah. look good. But mm. to me, I'm like, that. yeah, he's a pimp. You know what I mean? Either that or you think. <clears throat> It looks country. Or country. Like down south Mississippi Deacon, <laughs> which not to offend the, the, the Deacons right. downtown or down south, you know, <laughs> um, you know, because you, you guys got your swag, too. But yeah. I think to avoid that, which I tell I like I love color, too. I wear really bold colors. Like yeah. I got a red suit. I got a lime green suit, a yellow suit. I feel like with bold colors like that, mm-hmm. you have to minimize See, the mistake where people think that this person's a pimp, like I can wear a hot pink suit. Yeah. And I I could pull it off because I minimize it. So when I say minimize, I mean like wear like black or white. Oh, okay, don't, sure. Don't add to the color. Yeah. Don't don't wear if you have a hot pink suit, don't wear a hot pink tie. Right. Don't wear hot pink shoes. You there has to, to be a color balance, is that basically? Absolutely. Because yeah. the suit itself is fairly pretty much overwhelming you yeah. know so imagine a guy with a hot pink suit on black v-neck a nice uh a nice subtle gold chain mm-hmm. black loafers and maybe a black hat or some some shades yeah in a black pocket square like that's minim that's minimizing it. yeah or it could be white depending on the seizing like in the summertime it could be like a white v-neck mm-hmm. or it could be sneakers with it so yeah. that's how you avoid that by minimizing it and wearing less garments don't make it a three-piece situation right. either right. just have it be the the blazer and the pants and you know just a lot of guys it's a challenge to make to look casual but also look dressy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a lot of guys thinks they think that it's either one or the other yeah it's black and white which it's not i advise a lot of men to buy three-piece suits because if I have five three-piece suits, say I have a black one, um, I have a brown one, uh, navy, like a light gray. Yeah, you can literally make over fifty outfits with that. Well, with, really? with those four suits, just changing the conversation. Yeah, because you, you can mix. You could put the put the uh, where, like, say you have a black uh, three-piece suit. Mm-hmm. You can wear the blazer, switch up the the vest and mm-hmm. the pants, and then switch up the shirt. Man. Like get four shirts, get like every man should have at least one white button yeah. in his closet for funerals or you know just black tie events or just a job interview. Yeah, white, a black shirt, a sky blue shirt, and then like a brown shirt. Yeah, or not, when I say brown, like a like a light brown okay. um, shirt. Those will neutralize any situation that you're in and you can literally create like 50 suits yeah. off that. Yeah. And and that's not even including the accessories like yeah. the hats or bracelets or chains or the shoes, the see, belt. I, I mean, think that's why I'm not into fashion land, but there's too much to think about, man. See, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's the part that I love about it yeah. though. Cause yeah. um, we're, I love the, I consider myself a creator. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I do fashion consulting, like garments and stuff. I deal with that mm-hmm. and I create a look. To me, that's an art. Yeah. Um, I also do photography, mm-hmm. um, fashion photography, and also travel and uh, urban street photography. Yeah. To me, that's an art. Um, I paint. 
not, not a lot of people know like I'm I'm a painter but yeah. I, I do abstract painting which yeah. requires a lot of uh which I'm terrible at math. I have, I'm, I consider myself a right sider. Okay. You know, like a right sider is more creative. Yeah. Um, a left sider is more analytical, mathematics, you know, like mm-hmm. a scientific, you know, mm-hmm. science based mind. But um, I'm a creator. So it's like I literally get pleasure out of that. So that's why it's not like for you, it's like it just, it just matters. <laughs> You have to be into something, you know. Yeah. If you're not in the clothes, then you're like, all right, I'll just I'm I'm here at the wedding, so I don't get fined. Yeah, you know? right. Like, but I'm I don't, I'm not really investing in it. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. everyone has their thing, like, and yeah. that's the beauty of it, man. We're all individuals. Like, I yeah. have most of my guy friends when we step out, when we go to bars and stuff, man. Like, they'll all of them will tell you, yeah, ten times out of ten, I'm the only one with the suit on. I'm sure. On. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll have their beer. They'll have, yeah. uh, you know, a nice jacket or like a blazer. Not a blazer, but a, a hoodie on. Yeah. They'll have their beer and I'll have my martini and my, my yeah. wine. You know, we coexist. Yeah. It's not, it's about, we appreciate which the world should really take note of this too. We should all appreciate our differences. Yeah. You know, that's what makes the world go around, literally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, me and you could go out mm-hmm. just like this and it'll be a great time. Yeah. Like, I don't judge anybody. I don't think I'm better than anybody. Um, some people may look at me like, oh, he's doing too much yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, hey, I'm, I'm being me, baby. But you're living good, feeling good. You know you what know, I mean? Yeah, I'm, I can only be me, you know? Like, yeah, like I yeah. always say, in a world where you can be anyone because people wear so many different masks mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. world, just be yourself. Be you yourself. Know? You know, just you got to look yourself in the mirror. Yeah. You know, you... You're the arch- you're the architect of your life. You design your life, literally. Yeah. Um, there, of course, life throws obstacles at you. Mm-hmm. And certain things you can't control. Yeah. But at least ninety percent of it is how you react to yep. it, and you know you have to be able to pivot and adapt. Yeah. And with any situation, mm-hmm. so that's just the mentality that I have, man. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good one to have, man. Yeah. If you guys are looking for image consultant, um, I will put a link to your Facebook oh, yeah. uh, on the bottom Absolutely. of this video. Yeah, personal shopping. Um, if you just want to revamp your closet and you, it's kind of outdated, then you know I can do a whole wardrobe for you. Yeah, I can also do if you have a black tie wedding. Um, if you. Uh, You've never owned a suit in your life. Those are the situations that I love the most. Mm -hmm. I love putting people on because a lot of guys, either they don't have the money or or they think they don't have the money. Like buying a suit isn't that expensive. You can go to Goodwill and get a suit. And if you have a good tailor, it'll look just like a suit off the rack. But they don't have the exposure. So I I love working with those guys uh, who never worn a suit in Mm -hmm. their life. And then changing that narrative for them mm-hmm. so then they're like they they built their wardrobe yeah and they not that you have to wear them every day but you know you got some some on deck if you need yeah. if you have an event that you need to go to and you don't look so out of place yeah right you know right. so yeah definitely hit me up for that absolutely and then that, again the link will be posted on the bottom of this video if you guys want to hit up my man tj you want to look good hit him up man best image consultant in the industry man uh, my, i appreciate it man yeah thank you well, let, let's switch it up a little bit lambert absolutely. let's talk about the transition from from fashion mm-hmm. but what kind of uh what what is first of all first of all what kind of females right yeah gravitate to men in suits in your opinion 
comparative yeah. to the man, to the woman who gravitates to the man with the blazers, with the jerseys, yeah, with the yeah. Jordans, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, Ray Rays and Pookies. Out yeah, there. right. right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, from my experience, the type of women that gravitate to men that wear suits, like I'll use myself for for an example, um, career women. Mm -hmm. Like I've met. And, you know, I love my girlfriend. This is before my time, baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, literally, uh, career women, like I've always met women that had some type of uh, career in corporate America. Yeah. Like they had six figure jobs, like, mm -hmm. in the, like an independent woman. Like if you think about that, uh, that prototype or you think about that perception, like those are the type of women that I attract. Um, who have businesses, their bosses, their supervisors, mm -hmm. or, you know, they're just doing their own thing and they just have yeah. a boss mentality and they're yeah. just well put together. And those conversations with those women, it's not ever any BS. Like it's always about how to advance, how to better yourself, how to get more money. Mm -hmm. Not, not only how to make, how to get money, but how to manage the money, yeah. how to build your credit, how to do all these things, like things that are productive. Mm -hmm. um, it's a deeper conversation which I love because, you know, I love a woman of substance, yeah. a woman of quality, a woman who, who thinks more long term as opposed to short term. Yeah, like, you know, the the woman that you're attracted to, mm -hmm. right, do they have to be the same as far as they have to dress a certain way? They have to be the suited girl, and they have to, what kind of woman attracts oh, TJ? So, in the past, man, that used to be a huge issue. Yeah, with women like. Like, I literally, like, we'll be randomly, like, out one night just chopping it up, you know, being vulnerable. And I'll be like, well, what's one thing that you could change about me? Or what's one thing that, like... They would ask you that? No, I'd ask them. Oh, okay. We'd ask each other that. Yeah. We'll just have a lot of interesting conversations. And they'll a lot of them would admit, like, it's hard to keep up with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, am I too much? They're yeah. like, no, like, your, your personality, everything is on point. Yeah. You're, you're driven. Um... You're about your business, you're focused, ambitious, but when like they when I say keep up, like as far as fashion wise, yeah. like I always feel like I have to uh be dressed apart with you. Mm -hmm. And it it provides a lot of pressure. Yeah. And then too, like, you know, women and which I agree, most women they wanna feel like when they go somewhere that they're the more attractive one or right. they, they they uh, garner in all the attention mm -hmm. from the outside. Yeah. But in most situations, not to sound like I'm this or that, but in most situations, like I kind of steal the spotlight from the woman because, you know, the suits and stuff and how things are put together. Right. So they yeah. feel like they have to stay at that standard to, to even be considered like valuable mm -hmm. or worthy. And I'm like, well, I don't know why you feel that way. I'm with you because you're focused. I'm not with you. Like, obviously, you're not a bum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, I guess I can understand that to a certain extent. Yeah. It, it provides a lot of pressure. So I always told myself, like, in relationships, like, it was one woman I dated. I won't say her name. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that was one of the things that bothered me about her yeah. is that she she had the opposite style of me. She was she wore a lot of flannel uh like vans and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I just liked her. I, I liked her uh, personality, man. Mm -hmm. It was just, she was just a great woman, but mm -hmm. you ever, you ever hear the term like on Facebook when people say, if you're going to come into my DM, 
look at you and look at me. <laughs> yeah. Make it make sense. <laughs> we yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. but I liked her, but um, I really enjoyed her, but um, that bothered me about her. So when I was single, just doing my thing, man, I used to always encounter that during dates. Yeah. Like they'll be intimidated because mm-hmm. of how I, me having a suit on. And I'm like, wow, the power of a suit, mm-hmm. literally. Not only in the boardroom, not only yeah. in corporate America, not only in society and on the streets, but in dating. Yeah. And, um, you know. So that's, I, that plays a really big part yeah. in when you choose uh, a mate or, you know, a female companion. If I'm going to take you seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like we have to be at the same level because I don't want to be out with you and I'm like ashamed to hold your hand right. because you know we look mitch, mit, uh, mismatched mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which there's couples out there like that but um, so yeah when I was single excuse me when I was single I just was like you know I need to find a woman who who loves fashion yeah like and I'm not even gonna look I'm not even gonna look for it I'm gonna do me do my own thing mm-hmm. and you know once uh like God is going to send me mm-hmm. whoever I'm supposed to be with. And, you know, we'll see. So it's, it's ironic now my uh, my woman now, she actually went to school for fashion design. Yeah. Um, she worked for this big, I'm not going to say the company, but she worked for this pretty huge company, still currently works for them uh, yeah. as a project manager for like athleisure and women's uh, wear and stuff like that. Okay. So she... Uh, she has an eye for fashion, man. Mm-hmm. Every time we go out, man, it's like it's like a runway show. Yeah, like she's yeah. really into fashion. She loves hats, and her style is just so impeccable. Yeah, like I'm like, oh man, like that was one of the things that um, attracted me to her before I actually got to know her internally. Like, yeah, her style, like very classy, very put together, on top of just the way she carries herself. So. Yeah. I mean, it all worked out for me in the end, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of women like are intimidated by that. Yeah, and um, I would just encourage a lot of women to don't be intimidated by it. Just uh, use it as motivation and level up. You yeah. know, like have that. If that's not who you genuinely are, then I mean, you got to find someone who fits your criteria. But if you desire a guy like that, then use it as a utilize it as a challenge. Mm-hmm to better yourself. Yeah. Um, and like I said, not to say clothes mean everything. It's, it's the person, it's the character, but it's all a package. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you have to deliver on that. If, if you want the certain desired outcomes yeah. you want out of uh, relationships or mm-hmm. business or your professional life or whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. TJ, let me ask you something. Yeah. And we're moving away a little bit from the the, the fashion aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. When when you go out, right, mm-hmm. and not not to try to get you in trouble with your with your lady, no, and not at all. <laughs> but how hard is it? Because I'm sure women are attracted to you just by looking at the suit, looking at you, looking at your mm-hmm. persona. You attract women. You yeah. attract a lot not of women. Even, not even me. Just to pr- like you said, the persona. Yeah. So how yeah. how hard is it, man? Your willpower to Try to, because I, I know me as a, as a, as a man. Yeah, right? I love that. I love this question. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's hard for me, mm-hmm. right? And I'm a married man. I have children with my wife. I love my wife. Yeah. I'm happily married, man. Yeah. You know, and, and there's there's really nothing I would do to kind of uh, put that in jeopardy. Yeah, you know what I mean. But look at me and look at you. You know what I mean. So, so for me. I don't attract that much, that much attention. You know what I mean? Low key, I'm more low key, like, yeah. stay out the way. And I'm yeah. okay with that. Right, right. But let's say for someone like you, yeah. you know, dress sharp, you know, looking good, you're going out and, you know, you, you attract all these women. Yeah. How hard is it for you, man, to, cause, to, to, 
to kind of just say, you know, yeah. back away from that. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, walk Absolutely. me through a certain situation. Yeah. Where that thing, that's it. Is it hard? Um, it was hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and say it's not hard at all. Like, that's not realistic. Uh, you know, when I say it was hard, I'm, I mean back in my younger days because, you know, I'm 32 now. Yeah. So I'm a little older. I'm not too old, but I'm like in the middle right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, well, I like to consider myself being at my peak yeah. financially and my mentality as well. So, but I say it was hard, like in the, in the past, you know, when I was younger and I didn't really value the element of consequence. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I let some temptations get to me and stuff. And, you know, I just, I noticed that the consequences of your, of a temporary lust or desire isn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Like it can destroy your life. It could, it could destroy certain situations yeah. um, that you're in. So my willpower, like I'm a man, you know, we we're visual creatures. We see things We're out in the world, we're out in the clubs and summertime. We see there's a lot of beautiful, attractive people in the world, not just women, men as well. Mm -hmm. There's beautiful people in the world yeah. who are well put together and stuff. And ultimately it's just, I'm the type of person like it was hard back in the day, but mm -hmm. You know, I've gone through some trials and tribulations and things, and I've learned from my mistakes. I'm the type of person, I don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. <clears throat> if I if I touch the stove and I get burned, I know not to touch that stove ever again. Right. You know what I mean? That's a more simplistic example. But nowadays, man, it's not hard. Like, I'd go into the club. I'll go into a bar. And women do approach me, um, and, you know, I always, I'm always respectful. I always tell my girl I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Um, behind your back that I wouldn't do in front of your face. Mm -hmm. And you know me, you know my mentality. And I told her the other day, uh, I went out, or the the other weekend, I think I went out, and, you know, she stayed back, and then she was asking, she was like, how was your time or whatever? You know, I'm just telling her what I was doing. And she was like, so were you getting hit on? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, how was that? Yeah. And then I, I just tell her, I'm like, man, I wish you could be a fly on the wall because your man is like the shutdown king. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I do it in a way where it's not demeaning to a woman. I don't, I mean, rejection is just a part of life. Yeah. You know, I've been rejected before. We all have, you know, you don't always get what you desire out of life, mm -hmm. you know, and you should, you shouldn't want something or someone that doesn't want you. I mean, you should take that L and there's somebody out there who will want you, yeah. who will say yes to you. Yeah. But, you know, I, when I'm out in the world, I just... And I get approached. I mean, the temptation's always out there. Mm -hmm. There's always that element. Uh, I think Kanye West had a line. He said, "How you stay faithful in a room full of?" Yep. yep. And my my answer to that is, walk the hell out. Yeah. You know, don't put yourself in certain situations where you can make a mistake. I mean, should I be able to sit in a room with fifty women throwing themselves at me and walk out that room untouched? Absolutely, because my, my willpower yeah. should take me there. But I believe in both. I believe in building that that discipline up, mm -hmm. and I also believe in not exposing yourself yeah. in situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think certain things wouldn't happen in life if you weren't even in the room. Mm -hmm. You weren't even in this, involved in the situation. It's yeah. called avoidance. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, Milwaukee has been really bad as far as like the violence and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So it's like 
people are doing mass shootings and all types of crazy stuff, you know, at Deer District. And it was just a mess. Mm -hmm. And me and my girl, we always go down there. We, mm -hmm. we hang out a lot. But, you know, it was one of those nights where it was, I think it was the last shooting. We, yeah. were, we were supposed to go down there. Yeah. And we just opted not to. Yeah. So if we were in that situation, though, I wouldn't know how to handle myself. Mm -hmm. And I would know how to get out of the situation. But us not going at all in that mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. We're safe at home, just chilling. Yeah. We didn't have to even do that. So it's, it's easy for me. It's not, it's not difficult at all because I don't expose myself to certain situations. Mm -hmm. If a woman's being inappropriate, I don't, I shut it down friendly. I don't entertain it. Mm -hmm. And what I find, find out, or if I found out, you know, as I got older, a lot of women, like, you think marriage, the value of marriage and kids and a person having a family and a foundation with the person, mm -hmm. you would think that that would mean something, but it means absolutely nothing. It means something, but it means nothing. Mm -hmm. Because a person who cares about their marriage, and then there's another person who knows about it, it's almost like a challenge to them. Yeah. They want to see, they really don't even want you, they just... Women have way more options than men mm -hmm. on the dating market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You go on Tinder, <clears throat> you, a woman creates a profile. She'll mm -hmm. get like a thousand, over a thousand hits that yeah. day, likes or whatever. A man, he'll, he doesn't even touch that number, yeah. you know, because men are naturally like the pursuers and the hunters. And women have their pick of who they want. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like all of you guys are lined up. Let the best man win. Yeah. Women just have more options than men have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, with that element, it's like so many women, like I tell guys, like the guys, some of my clients who I work with who are like socially awkward, never wore a suit before, and they just have no type of level or in intellectual level to talk to women. I tell them, I'm like, the quickest way to attract women as a single man, like you have to be different you have mm -hmm. to show there's a thousand men oh, yeah. in her dms yeah there's maybe she goes to the supermarket five guys tried to talk to her especially if you have a if you're trying to pursue an attractive woman yeah oh she guys are at her every day oh absolutely mm -hmm. the thing that's gonna separate you she's probably already dating three or four guys mm -hmm. and deciding who she wants to give a shot so it's like you have to be different because you can't give a woman that type of validation or attention. Like, be friendly. Don't be, like, rude or anything. But just don't appear less excited and appear less interested. Because, as I said earlier, women have options. A yeah. hundred guys tried to talk to one woman. Mm -hmm. Out of a hundred guys, you're the one who didn't. She's going to look at herself like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. All these other guys tried to talk to me. Why didn't he try to talk to me? Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to talk to him and see because he don't like me. Yeah, That's the mentality. So it's like a woman will see a man who's married and he has an invisible sign that says off limits. Mm -hmm. She's like, and then the man, even if he is shutting it down, that woman's going to come even harder because it's a challenge to her. Like people innately love challenges yeah whether it's men or women like you hear the term a person likes to chase 
So a woman, a woman feels that way about a, a guy who's married. You know, yeah. you can have a ring, a fat ring on your finger, mm-hmm. and a woman that gets her excited. She's yeah. like, "Well, let me see how far I could take it. Let me see how faithful he thinks he is." So I, I personally enjoy dealing with women like that. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm going to show you how faithful I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you you need to get a man like me yeah. because you know, I mean. Not to say like temptation's always there, but at the end of the day, do I want my spouse? If my spouse did this to me, mm-hmm. how would that make me feel? Yeah, people always want to. It's always fun until the rabbit has the gun. Yeah, like when it, when the when the situation's flipped. If your woman was out here disrespecting you and out here just doing whatever she wanted with you, or you know, with men out here and you're at home looking sick and mistreating you like how would you feel coming home late how would you feel yeah like you you would hate that you wouldn't even be with that woman yeah so why would a woman tolerate that from you you have to have that same level of respect yeah if i'm at if i'm out at a bar and a woman is flirting with me and all over me and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm gonna shut that down because i think like say my woman was at a bar and she was all over a dude Mm -hmm. and she or a dude was all over her and she's entertaining it I'd be upset yeah. because you're disrespecting our relationship and you're, it's all about representation. Yeah. You're giving that man, even if you don't do anything with that man and it's not insecurity, it's, it's I say it's respect. Yeah. You're, you're not doing anything with that man, but you're also giving him non-sexual attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between being friendly and cordial versus giving a man, like, you know, the difference yeah. versus non-sexual attention. And cause in that man's mind, and I know we're men, so we know how men think. They're like, well, I know yeah. I can hit that. Yeah, I got a shot, to. yeah. Yep. And it's like, I don't want my woman to ever have a man think that they can mm-hmm. at all. And I'm not going to let any woman think that she can at mm-hmm. all with me. She's going to walk away knowing like, damn, he a good one. I need to get one like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I take pleasure out of that, man. Um, and I just think about the consequences. What's What is it to... I can easily cheat or do whatever I want to do with, with a woman, but how am I going to feel after? Yeah. After the deed's done, how am I going to feel? Am I going to be able to look myself in the mirror as a man and be proud? Am I going to be able to? And I have a man. My conscience is one. Mm-hmm. My conscience always eats me. Yeah. Like if I if I hit a rabbit on the road, mm-hmm. I feel bad. I'm like, damn. But let alone if I do something treacherous to the woman that I love I'm coming home to we have a life together and I do what I do and I come home and I'm smiling in her face I can't do that yeah I'm the seeker of truth I love to live like an authentic life so it's like when I couldn't do anything like that I and if I did I would have to right away you gonna know and I'm letting you have the decision whether or not you want to deal with it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. or whether or not if you want to leave I understand because I do the same yeah. because tr- trust is like, it takes years to build it, man. Yeah. But once you lose it, one circumstance, I don't ever want to put myself in a position for you to ever doubt my credibility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a man. A person's word is everything. Trust is everything. If you're in a relationship and you have no trust, you have nothing. Yeah, It's stressful to be trying to look through someone's phone or trying to monitor what somebody's doing or whatever. I, I have all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to worry about you. So if I can't trust you as far as I can throw you, 
and I know that you're not going to respect me or mm-hmm. I question, if I even question, like there's been situations where I, I've broken up with women because I even had to question it. Yeah. That's an unnatural existence. And that's an uncomfortable existence oh, to yeah. live in. I want to live in an existence where I know my girl could be at the bar with 10 dudes and nothing's going to happen. Right. Like you could try, you could try to convince her, go ahead try to convince her. Mm-hmm. But she ain't going. Yeah. You know, that's the type of relationship you want to be in, whether you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just think of the consequences, like breaking my girl's heart. I look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, I lose everything that we've built for the past X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it really is a temporary moment of lust worth years of what you've built? And you we look at historically. We look at the Bible. Yeah. What's the biggest downfall? One of the biggest downfalls of men. Mm-hmm. Lust. lust. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Out of all the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Lust is pretty much 90% of yep. men's vice. Yep. You know, men love women. Mm-hmm. But kingdoms have also fallen because of women and a man's lustful desire and him not having that self-control. Mm-hmm. There's a, I forgot what that verse in the Bible is, but it's like, a, it's a saying, um, said a man without self-control is like a city with no walls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i love that saying yeah so i always hold on to that man i'm like i always gotta have that self-control yeah i always gotta have that i think long term like i'll sleep with this chick but do i want to be with her Mm -hmm. does she make my soul feel good when i wake up in the morning do i do i feel like i'm the king of the world yeah does she know how to love me? Does she know how to, when I'm going through things, does she know how to console me? Does she know how to like nurture and water my soul? Yeah. I don't know that, but I'm not willing to risk that because in 90% of the, 95% of the time she can't, Yeah. you know? And, uh, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I lose the best thing that's ever happened to me for someone who was just literally for that night. How long does it take for you to find those values in a woman? You know, when, when you first start dating them, you know, and mentioning all those values you told me mm-hmm. that you're looking for in a woman, mm-hmm. how long does it take to find that out? Isn't it something that, because it has been my experience is that, you know, it usually takes me a long time to, yeah. Yeah. to figure out, you know, if I want to be with this woman or not. Yeah. How long does it take you? Not long yeah. at all. Um, I feel like it doesn't take a lot of, like a lot of men, like I don't mean to call us out, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. call us out. Yeah, a lot of men they BS it, man. Oh, they, yeah. especially <laughs> like you ask a man, like how do, or a lot of women ask a man, how long does it take for you to figure out whether or not you want to marry me or you want to be with a woman or a woman's wife material? Yeah, and some men they stretch it. I need at least two years, three years. It, it doesn't take that long. Yeah, you can figure that out in six, six to nine months. Yeah, maybe a year tops. Like. If you're not, if you're being honest with yourself and you're self-aware, mm-hmm. it doesn't take that. And you're paying attention and you're present in the relationship. Yeah. It doesn't take that long at all. You see certain attributes in a woman. People show you who they are, mm-hmm. and you just have to study a woman. Like, yeah, study a woman like a. I don't want to say like a playbook because it's not a game, right. but you know what I mean? Like right. study a woman like you study for an exam that you want to pass, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be diligent. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'd say between like six months, six to nine months yeah. um, to where I decide like, all right, like, and I, I think that's still too much time. Mm-hmm. I'd say three to six, Yeah, you know, 
the, does the novelty wear off? <clears throat> and I say that because mm-hmm. I, I'm on my second marriage right now. Yeah. My my first marriage, mm-hmm. um, the I, I found all the values I was looking for. I mean, she yeah. was perfect in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, it kind of rubbed off. I mean, she wasn't really... And I found this out later, yeah. you know, in our relationship, she wasn't what I was looking for. I mean, yeah. she had all these problems that transferred into me. She changed into a whole different person. Yeah. Um, and then we end up getting divorced. Yeah. You know, the divorce rate right now is, is extremely high. Yeah. And things like that. How do you maintain that? It, or is that even possible to have a, cause you, how long have your parents been married? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but at least over Easily over 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Now, in, that, that's a long time. Yeah. You know, the, is there a, a point where men will get tired of, you know, because people grow differently, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. is there a point where you say, you know what, that's just enough, you know? I, yeah. I, I love this question too, man. I feel like commitment ultimately is a choice. Mm-hmm. Commitment is deciding I'm going to be with this person. Life is life is an evolu- evolutionary process. You know what I mean? Like we all, you're not the same. I'm sure you're not the same guy you were when you were 15, mm-hmm. when you were 25, yeah. when you were 35. You keep evolving. At least you should. Yeah. If you're the same person at those ages that I listed, like you need to do some, you got a problem because yeah. you're not growing. So when you, especially you have two individuals, right, who are growing, you have to work extra hard because mm-hmm. you're not only monitoring your growth, you also have to monitor and accommodate the other person's growth. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, man, because you can get married and initially, like you said, your your first wife was everything you thought that you wanted, mm-hmm. but then it changed gradually. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know your specific situation, but I feel like sometimes people do just grow apart. But I also feel like society makes it easy for people to also leave. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the divorce rate. It's like, I think it's 54% or something like Mm -hmm, that. It it mm -hmm. doesn't even seem like it's worth it these days. Yeah. Especially for men, because you know, you have children too. You, and then Wisconsin, you're taking that L man. Yeah. Child support, sometimes spousal support. If you're Mm -hmm. supporting your spouse and Wisconsin is a women and children state for sure. And it's not always fair. But, I mean, you can't cry over spilled milk. Yeah. You know, you just have to have an abundant mentality mm-hmm. instead of a, a mentality that's more scarce. But um, I would just say, like, like me and my girlfriend, man, like, I have every intentions on marrying her and being with her. And that's why we're on the same page with yeah. things because she feels the same way. Like, commitment is a choice. And um, even if we change... We have to grow together, continue to grow together, continue dating. Like you see any free time that I have and our schedule is pretty crazy at yeah. work, oh, yeah. but any free time that I have, um, I'm not talking to my children. Like I'm, cause my children, they don't live here. They live in uh, Texas, mm-hmm. but um, me and my, my woman, we live together. So it's just like, I make that time for her because people could easily grow apart. Yeah. Uh, relationships have the attention span of a toddler these days people and there's a lot going on people can easily grow apart Mm -hmm. you know they work too much or they just have different interests or want different things you always just have to spice it up really tap into what your partner likes Mm -hmm. even if you don't like it 
do it, you know, because mm-hmm. it makes that person happy. Whose responsibility is it to make that adjustment? If me as a man, mm-hmm. I see that my woman is kind of growing apart. It's changing. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Whose responsibility in the relationship is it to make the adjustment? Both. Um, because you're both in the relationship. Mm-hmm. One person can't carry the wagon up the hill all the time because eventually that person is going to get tired. Yeah. They're going to get resentful. They're going to get fatigued. And they're going to be like, look back at the person sitting in the wagon, just chilling like, hey, you going to get out and help me? Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. We, we, we're we both trying to reach the top. Yeah. So let's get there. We're a team. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm, <sighs> that's a whole nother conversation as far as like relationships, but as far as like traditional, non-traditional, I, I have traditional values, but I think overall I classify as non-traditional. I believe that like, there's like a lot of my uncles and my, like my, from my dad's era, they're like, mm-hmm. a man should take care of a hundred percent things. Yeah. Right. All the bills, everything, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I tell women this too. I'm like, you know, when a man tells you that he's basically saying he's going to control you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like, I mean, he's paying for your life. So it's like, why even be in a, why even put yourself in a position where a man's, a man could dictate everything mm-hmm. in your life. Like mm-hmm. if that man decides to do you wrong, if that man decides he doesn't want to be with you anymore, mm-hmm. you're not going to have anything. So it should be a partnership. It should be, yeah. uh, like I was raised that way. You know, my parents both had pretty great jobs. My dad's a businessman. Mom's a college professor. I was raised in a dual family income household mm-hmm. and I, I see the value in that. Yeah. So like I, me and my girl, we talk now, like she's a boss. Like she, she has a very lucrative job. Yeah. We have good jobs. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're partners. Mm-hmm. We're living life together. You know, we Michael Jordan and Scotty, yeah. you know, we yeah. Shaq and Kobe, you know, yeah. I'll be Kobe, you know, be Shaq, <laughs> or y'all can figure out who, who each person is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're a dynamic duo. Yeah. Um, and we have the same goal. Yeah. So I, it's both individuals' uh, responsibility to change the course of that. Now, but come on, Lambo, just be real, yeah. man. Yeah. If if a woman has the same, let's say, uh, economic structure, yeah. the same values, the same everything mm-hmm. as a man, does a woman now become the owner of the man? You know what I mean? That, that, that does, yeah. does a woman develop a personality that's saying, yeah. "I don't need you anymore. I don't need you. What, yeah. what I need you for?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> now, so is is it fair to say mm-hmm. that a man has to keep a certain percentage higher than the woman as far as mm-hmm. the control that he has in the relationship or the uh, the 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 role that he plays in the relationship? Is that mm-hmm. a fair statement, or you know, I, I definitely I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see why you would present that mm-hmm. or why certain people think that way because they're like, well, yeah, I got to make a little more because, you know, like, I don't want her thinking she run me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just, and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it just, it goes back to the type of partner that you pick. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, like my first two, three dates, like when I was single, my first two, three dates, I lay out everything. Yeah. And it's like an agreement, like, we can make revisions along the way, but we both have to mutually consent to that. Yeah. But we pretty much have to be on the same page with at least 85% of things. Yeah. The other 15%, we can adjust, you yeah. know, you know, because it's life. 
like that's the the unpredictable and sometimes the inevitable yeah. that we have to adjust to. But other than that, we have our base values and cores based on who we are. So for men that think that they have to have that leverage or whatever, like I understand that because just like I said with men who say they'll pay 100% of everything. Yeah. It's a reason why they feel that way because they're paying for your life. They're financing everything. So they're like, I mean, I'll be damned if I spend my hard hard uh, earned money on you and you ain't listening to me and you doing yeah. wilding and doing whatever you want to do. Like, well, all right, sayonara, like yeah, right. peace. So, and I feel like there's women out there like that too. Yeah. You know, but I also feel like, because I was, I was listening to something the other day. It was saying like women who take women who like take the bulk of the finances or women who are like a boss chick and owns their business and stuff. They have a hard time with relationships because they try to, when they do get with the man, they come off very emasculating and they come off very masculine. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like most men, they don't prefer that. You know, there's some men that like, a, a little aggressiveness and you know in certain like aspects like in the bedroom yeah, or right. whatever but for the most part you know men we just want to make our money we want to come home we don't want to have to deal with you know an individual who's combative yeah who we're already masculine we're already we have that testosterone already so we don't want to have to deal with our woman being that way yeah you know we want you to be our peace and serenity you know we're like the fence and you're like the beautiful flower that's in the garden. Like we want peace and tranquility in our home. We don't want to have to argue all the time and and have it be a power struggle. Yeah. And that's a relationship killer as well. Oh, absolutely. Because but then women will counter that by saying, Well, I'm I only submit to a man who's worthy. Yeah. Who's shown me, which I completely agree. I'm not gonna submit to just anybody. Mm-hmm. But we talk about the concept of submission. Submission goes both ways. Oh yeah. So many people associate submission with uh the woman just a guy a man saying, I I want a sandwich, baby. Yeah. And she's like, You want extra mayo and mustard on it? <laughs> like that's not that's not the term of submission. Submission is both people compromising and sacrificing for each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're fight we're out there fighting the world every day. We're oh, yeah. going to work. We're dealing with all our trials and tribulations. We want to be on a united front. Mm-hmm. We want to come home and know that we're we're good. We're leveled yeah. out. I submit to you by I consider your feelings. Like if you're bothered by something, I'm not gonna tell you you feel stupid. Yeah. I'm not gonna shut you down. I'm gonna allow you. And it goes back to the concepts of my mom telling me to express yourself. I tell my woman all the time, I'm like, baby, express yourself. Like, it was funny when we first started dating, she was like, I've never met a guy who was just so expressive. Like, Mm -hmm. and she grew up in a family where they didn't express anything. Yeah. They just held it in. Yeah. And they'll be walking around in the house and it'd be tense and people don't talk to each other for a week and eventually they'll get over it. But then the problem's still there. Yeah. I can't live like that. Yeah. I need to address the problem right now. Let's not, we can not dwelling on it or rigging on somebody, but let's talk about the problem. Mm -hmm. Let's move on and then come up with solutions, then move on so that it won't happen again, you know, because I can't get over something unless there's a solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So many people sweep things under the rug. Yeah. 
and they, that's it right there. They think it's going to go away. Yeah. And it, you got, you have to be confrontational. You should only be confrontational in one aspect yeah. and that's confrontational against issues and not confrontational. Conflict is healthy. So many people try to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. It's not conf, con, being um, or conflict isn't the problem. The problem is how you conflict. You have to do it in a productive, safe manner to yeah. where like an individual is like, I'm going to respect you. I'm not going to get loud. I'm not going to demean you. I'm not going to make you feel stupid. Mm-hmm. We have our disagreements. You think the sky's red. I think the sky's, I know the sky's blue, right. but I'm still going to hear you out. I'm yeah. still going to like ration with you. And it's still going to be a composed and controlled conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be productive because I want to be good with you, baby. Yeah. I don't want to be walking around tense and that's not, that's not good, especially for us. Like for minorities, they ain't good for no blood pressure. You know, right, right. it's not good. Like you could die literally for being angry and just holding stuff in. And it's just not, not a good way to live. Yeah. So it's just co- confrontation. I, I don't, man, I run up the, the chimney. I don't, I ain't ducking no smoke, man. Yeah. Like we got we got to deal with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but once we deal with it, we move past it and we get better. That's yeah. how a relationship strengthens. Yeah. So many people, they just avoid things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They act like it doesn't exist. The elephant is literally looking at me right now in the room and I'm acting like it's not there. Yeah. Like that's, it's not the way to live, man. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to, you know, be, but you know, the, the the longer you live, the wiser you get, and you should definitely always learn from your mistakes yeah. and stuff. And no relationship's perfect, but I don't require things to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I require things to be real, mm-hmm. authentic, and ultimately, a relationship isn't. So many people treat a relationship like you get like a loose sheet of paper, and say you you draw in the middle of it pros cons mm-hmm. it's like they they keep score yeah. on everything and well he don't do this and she don't do this and don't do that mm-hmm. like that's that's only gonna harbor resentment yeah we're all working progresses if if he snores i mean there's not really much he could do about right. it there's certain things i mean you could take him to a specialist a sleeping right, specialist right. but nothing changes overnight certain things does but most things don't, mm-hmm. and we just have to be okay with that and accept people for yeah. who they are, you know, because if you can't accept an individual at their worst mm-hmm. or when they're undesirable yeah. or when you're really just pissed off at them don't like them anymore, you love them, but you don't like them. Yeah. You still got to push through. Still got to do it. Still got to get through those emotions. Yeah, so. yeah. Man, it's uh, it's, it's interesting um, advice, man, but let's talk a little bit about the ugly side of that. Oh, yeah. Um, because when I got divorced, right, yeah. and, I, and I told you that my wife, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she was the one I wanted and, and things like that. And I, I thank God that yeah. I'm married to a, a beautiful, you know, smart, yeah. you know, loving individual now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But my ex-wife, you know, when we were in our, in our peak and we thought that we were greatly in love and things like that, we never thought that the ugly side would come when we got divorced or the divorce, we would never get divorced. Yeah. When it did happen, I saw the most ugliest person in mm-hmm. the world. I mean, yeah. the, the ugliness that I've, I've never seen when we were married, mm-hmm. I saw when we were divorced. Yeah. <clears throat> this girl went after me about for everything. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> she literally took everything. Yeah. And I didn't fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she went after, you know, child support, which, you know, I knew that was going to happen. She went after everything. Yeah. So I kind of want to touch on that a little bit, okay, yeah. about the ugly side. Yeah. Once, once, you know, yeah. the divorce happens and and now you guys are broken up. Yeah. I've had to deal with so much now with mm. child support where she weaponized child support. I want to kind of talk yeah, about that a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. She weaponized it for me. Yeah. I mean, where now my kid is 18. I didn't dig this, man. She, my kid's 18. Yeah. Out of high school, out of everything, or not out of high school, sorry, he's still working in high school, but since he's 18 uh -huh. and still working on a high school diploma, mm -hmm. she went out and filed again. Because legally, she yeah. can keep me on child support for up to a year after the kid turns 18 yeah. if he's pursuing a high school diploma. Yeah. Now, me, I know that she doesn't care about my kid's education. She doesn't care. She just wants to keep me on child support. Yeah. And I know, and I, and I say that just to be fair. I say that she doesn't care about my child's education because my son has been trying and trying and trying to finish his high school diploma. Mm -hmm. And she's not there for him. She doesn't support that. Yeah. But she has the audacity to go out and, you know, put me on child support again. Now, I'm not trying to air out my problems here. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of want to talk about the ugly side of it. Absolutely. You know, and have you ever dealt with, you know, that situation where yeah. it's just, do you see the ugliness of a woman? Yeah. Well, I mean, for the viewers out there, I was married, you know. Um, I got married when I was 25. Uh, honestly, it was just a lot of pressure. Um, it was a situation that I, like even both my parents, they, they told me, they're like, don't get married. Yeah. Like you're too young. Um, and you would think it would be the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, especially I grew up in the church. Mm. So, you know, church pressure is just another beast. That's the worst pressure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she ended up, uh, you know, she ended up getting pregnant and they're like, uh, people in the church are like, yeah, God's not gonna, you better marry that mm -hmm. girl. God's not going to be pleased if yeah. you don't marry. So kind of like that really got me. And then my parents were like, you don't have to marry her. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, well, I have to provide my children with what I had, mm -hmm. like what you guys provided and gave me. Like, I'm not going to just, you know, make a child and just not be around. So ultimately we did get married and, you know, I should have listened to my parents. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll never talk bad about, uh, you know, my ex-wife. She's a great mother. Uh, we grew up together and stuff, but it was just a situation that sh just should have never been. But, um, when we went through the divorce, uh, it's it's crazy because in most divorces, the woman is the initiator. Like in over 80% of cases, like mm -hmm. the woman is the one filing for divorces. Yeah. Men aren't leaving their wives. Yeah. Wives are leaving their husbands. Yeah. You know, because they have more leverage, with, especially if you have children, child support, spousal support. Mm -hmm. And it's just in Wisconsin, I mean, a man, he's already fighting a lot when it comes to divorce proceedings. Yep. And I, when I worked at the courthouse, I actually worked in divorce court as a clerk yeah. while I was getting a divorce. Wow, really? Yeah, so <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, yeah. And you know, people, you see the ugly side of people because you know, they get lawyer, lawyers get involved. Yeah. I, I actually didn't get any attorneys in my situation. Really? I, did, okay. I did it pro se. Okay. Um, Cause we didn't have, we were so young, we didn't have any property to divide and it was less complicated, but yeah. I still seen the ugly side because um, you know, like it goes back to the concept of rejection. Um, if, if someone gets rejected and it's just like, you don't get married with the anticipation of getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. No one, I, don't, I feel like if people did, they less people would be getting married. Yeah, most people get married because they feel like this is the person that I'm supposed to be with and I will be with. Yeah, 
but life hits you sometimes and things happen or you marry someone for the wrong reasons. That's why you got to make sure like your foundation is straight yeah. to yeah. begin with, or you're going to be in divorce court, but not saying that everyone's situation, everyone's situation is different, mm-hmm. but if we talk about the ugly side, it's like it, when you add rejection, then there's a, a concept of control. And when you have children, it's like, well, I want to control the majority of the custody and mm-hmm. I want to, you're going to pay me child support and everything's just on that person's terms, especially when they felt like they didn't ask for a divorce yeah. and they felt like you're doing them wrong mm-hmm. and you're splitting up a family. They're like, well, as a, as a replacement for the embarrassment and the anger and the rejection, mm-hmm. I'm taking everything. Yeah. And in theory, when being being a person and humanizing myself and putting myself in her shoes, mm-hmm. I'd probably feel the same way initially, yeah. but off pure emotion, not overall. But then once I come to the conclusion of things, I'm like, that's not, first of all, that's not being a good person. Yeah. Second of all, it's not good for the children. I can't control everything. Mm-hmm. My kids, especially a father who wants to be involved. Yeah. There's some dads who don't care at all. Yeah. They just they're like, all right, I'll pay child support. Like that's all she getting out of me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but then you have if you have a father who wants to be involved, then you shouldn't be that way. Right. You know? And it's just unfortunate, man. Like I've had I mean I'm not gonna get too deep in it because mm-hmm. I'll never you know talk bad about her at yeah, all like, yeah but I've experienced the ugly side of that man you when you're dating someone you get married and then you get a divorce you start to see sides of a person you never even knew existed yeah yeah like when a when a woman's scorned man that's that's a tough pill for a man to swallow because mm-hmm. sometimes women don't even realize that they they're so Women are emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, we all are emotional creatures, yeah. but God designed women to be a little more, you know, emotional. Yep. So when they make emotionally charged deci- uh, decisions and uh, because of anger, it's just, it's really detrimental and it's really, it can come off treacherous. And I mean, we've had our moments in the past where it was just really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. But people grow, you know, people. Time, when people say it sounds cliche, time heals all wounds, Mm -hmm. like, it does. Yeah. In the moment, you ain't trying to hear that. You're like, this woman's trying to take me for all my money. Mm -hmm. This woman's trying to take my kids and have the control Mm -hmm. over my kids Mm -hmm. and how I see my kids, when I see my kids. The judge is on the same page. Yeah. Um, It's like society doesn't really value the essence of a father. I feel like, especially like... I have daughters, so yeah. especially like my daughters, like they, I'm their first example of how a man should love and yeah. treat them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in the midst of that, the good thing is they were so young. They don't really remember that. They just remember I live with mommy. Yeah. We visit daddy and you know, that's the dynamic yeah. um, versus it's different in your situation because your kids are a little older, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like being 12, 13. And yeah. You're going through a divorce. Yeah. 
children pick sides, oh, yeah. you know, and not even the right side all the time. Sometimes the mom could be wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. the dad could be wrong or the mom, the dad could have cheated on the mom and the mom's just pissed off and she's talking or friends, not even directly to the child, mm-hmm. but children hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they formulate an opinion of their dad. Yeah. That's not even accurate or not even like it's, it's like one sided. And I feel like individuals should come to a conclusion only when they received both sides, not just one side. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, in most cases, the children live with the mom. Yeah. So they, they, they get that side. Yeah. And then the kid turns into an adult and then they want more answers. And then either, you know, it changes their perception or, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's you're at a disadvantage anyway. You mm-hmm. got to work like me, I got to work a hundred times more harder because yeah. my children aren't here. Yeah, They're in Texas. I'm in Wisconsin. So that's, I got to work overtime, you know, and some, yeah. which you should go hard for your kids Absolutely. regardless. Whether, oh, yeah. whether they live in the same city as you or not, mm-hmm. you still got to do that. Mm-hmm. But it, it is harder. But, um, I mean, we got past all that, me and my ex-wife. But I've seen literally like the worst sides of an individual yeah. and I'm not perfect. She's seen the worst sides of me Yeah, because when you're in a situation like that and you're like, I don't want to be married anymore. And I don't, I think it's best that I want my daughters to see their mother happy. I don't want yeah. them to be in a loveless marriage because well, to go back, I'm their first example. Mm-hmm. So I don't want them to see me like loving their mom 50%. And not 100% and being checked out and them thinking once they become of age and they mm-hmm. seek a husband, that that's normal and that's okay. It's yeah. not. Yeah. I'd rather, I rather just, I can be a great father and we can co-parent very well and our children can live in productive homes mm-hmm. without us being together. Right, right. And I just, uh, I just have to decide that. But you see the ugly side because, or I said she's seen the ugly side of me because if you feel like, in your mind, you're doing what's best for everybody. Find a man that really loves you. Mm-hmm. For the children, they're going to see, have a good example of yeah. uh, seeing their mom happy and not being in a toxic environment. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like the hero on the white horse, saving everybody. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go through this right now, but overall, it'll, right. it'll be a good thing. But there's a whole other side. She feels like I betrayed her. She feels... Like I ripped the rug from underneath her feet. Yeah, yeah. She feels embarrassed. She feels I got to put myself in her shoes. So people react when people feel like they're attacked or mm-hmm. they're getting resistance. They get resistance yeah. and they get in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And when you're in survival mode, it's like you being trapped in a wild man. Yeah. You being trapped yeah. on an island. Historically, like people have been trapped on islands with no food, and they turn to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Like you got to do what you got to do yeah, to survive, yeah. you know. So that's that's our human nature. Yeah. So she'll do something. I'm thinking I'm the good guy. She's not the good guy, but the guy who's like providing some type of balance and mm-hmm. structure. And she's the type, or at the time, she's thinking I'm dealing with her. So she dealing with me in survival yeah. mode and then I get defensive. It's like a ping pong match. It's yeah. like a tennis match. Yeah. So I say I'm not perfect because she's seen the ugly sides of me. Mm-hmm. I said a lot of things, did a lot of things that were just that I'm ashamed of, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. 
but that's just part of it, you know, human conflict, you yeah. know, people definitely make the world go round. Yeah, you know? like, absolutely. We just, but we, we move past it and all, but yeah, like getting married and deciding to commit to someone, these are things that you may not want to think about, mm -hmm. but you should. With this, with this rising uh, uh, number in divorces, mm -hmm. Comparative to when our parents got married to yeah. the generation now, yeah, I I realized and I and I think this is just a statistic out there that says that uh, people now in twenty twenty two don't want to get married. They don't want to yeah. get married, and, and uh, the numbers are high of people who just don't want to get married. Yeah, is it? Do you believe it's the fear? Because it almost seems like, to, in my opinion, that divorce is almost inevitable now. Yeah, you know, rather than or, you know, you know, it's gonna happen. What's that? It's not. It's not a matter of um, if it's gonna happen. It's mm -hmm. when. Right. Like that's the mentality yeah. these days with divorce. Yeah. yeah. So, so people are now just cold living, and they don't want to get married now. Right. You know. Do you, Do you believe that that mentality is full force now? Not right now. I was thinking that you know what divorce is just inevitable. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's sad, man. Yeah. Like after I got a divorce, I I kind of had that mentality. I'm mm -hmm. like, because I feel like I went through hell man i took financial losses yeah lost my kids yeah. you know um everything and i feel like i literally got casted down to hell mm -hmm. and i boxed with the devil and lived to tell about it yeah. like that's literally how i felt so after that i was like man i ain't never getting married again mm -hmm. you know i might just have to find me a woman that's that just understands that and you know i'm not gonna take no financial losses anymore yeah because, you know, I took L's, but I built myself back up. And, you know, I have an abundant mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I lose. A lot of guys have a mentality that's scarce. They're like, well, I'm afraid to lose. I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid to lose what I've gotten. In my mind, I'm like, not only am I going to get that back, mm -hmm. but I'm going to exceed it because yeah. God got me. Mm -hmm. I'm me. I'm ambitious. Yeah. And, you know, you take the biggest L's, but you recover. But yeah. So I didn't really have that mentality anymore because it inflicted me for a while where I was like, I'm not getting married. <clears throat> it's not worth it. Um, just the risk mm -hmm. of it, having children and not being being divorced and being yeah. with a woman who you don't want to be with anymore or you're just settling in your loveless relationship. Yeah. So yeah. you do decide to get a divorce, but then you take all these L's financially. Yeah. And it's just like... You want to live a good life. You know, mm -hmm. money isn't everything, mm -hmm. but i rather be miserable with money than be miserable and broke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. That's true. I mean, I, I can make it, I can make something shake. I, yeah. I need, I need to make a living. I don't want to live out of box. I don't yeah. want to. So I, definitely for men, man, I think, I, and I've spoken to a lot of men about getting married. And mm -hmm. More and more men, they don't want that. Yeah. And more and more women, they don't necessarily want it, but they'll accept it because they know that yeah. they're they're not they don't really have anything to lose anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, because either way, they may love a guy and be passionate about their family, but yeah. they know that the court is gonna they're gonna get the kids. Oh yeah. They know that they're gonna get child support. So it's like, well, if it don't work out, I got a blanket. Mm -hmm. Men don't have a blanket. Yeah. Like no one's gonna save us. We have to get out the mud. Yeah. We have to put in the work and grind to mm -hmm. put ourselves back. Yeah. And a lot of more and more men don't want to get married because they feel like they're going to take a 
a financial loss. Hard loss. Into, yeah. into a man. Mm-hmm. You want to hurt a man? Like, you can say anything you want to us. You can slander us, but that's not going to bother us. Yeah. What's going to bother us, how you get to a man, is getting to his pockets. Yeah. Financially. Financially, like, yeah. That's how you, that's a man's weakness. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, so women don't have that liability. Yeah. Besides being heartbroken, mm. which, like I said earlier, time heals all wounds. Like you can meet another guy and forget about that mm-hmm. guy, and, mm-hmm. but you still getting child support. You still oh, yeah. the man is still takes some years to get back at a certain standard. Oh yeah, and it's just like if I've built a business and I get married, mm-hmm. that definitely is in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to lose everything mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out. So this, ha- Ooh, excuse me, this has to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it drives me crazy versus a woman is like, well, I don't want to get a divorce, but if it works, it works. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, I'm still good. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true because I'm going through that in my own life. I mean, I've been divorced now for 10 years mm-hmm. and I'm still financially paying for that divorce in every aspect you can think of. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, the ugliness of that woman really came out, you know, and, and it's yeah. disappointing too, because mm-hmm. you like to think you didn't fall in love and yeah. procreate with the individual like that, but they always say you really don't know an individual mm-hmm. until you know them, yeah, and it's like, or you know every side of them, yeah, and it's just you got to know who you're dealing with, I guess, but sometimes you can't always predict that, yeah. Sometimes you you're like she's the one, and you're so decisive about your decision, but which where you really learn about someone is if like not hurt them intentionally, mm-hmm. but seeing you say you accidentally offend them or hurt them, mm-hmm. seeing their reaction, you got to see the purity of their heart. Yeah. And yeah. there's some people that can't control their anger and they feel when they feel betrayed or they feel like, well, I don't have anything to lose anyway. I don't have to respect this man no more. He's not my husband. Yeah. So, and then yeah. that comes out or vice versa. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it, it's scary, man. Like, but at the same time, to counter that, I I still want to get married. Yeah, you know, I still there's there's even before I met my my woman, like I'm like there's a woman out there who deserves love. Mm-hmm. There's I want to go out there and I want to give my love because yeah. I love hard, man. Yeah, like, I'm an Aries. Yeah. You know, real passionate, real. I show love on a different level, man. Yeah. When, when I love you, when I say I love you, this is like whether relationships or friends. When I love you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fiercely love and protect. Yeah. Like I look out for my own. Yeah. So if I, like before when I was single or whatever, I'm like, I still want to love the hell out of a woman. Yeah. And I want to be able to uh, just experience that again. Like, Cause love is love is a hell of a drug, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Like everyone, we're humans. We need companionship. Yep. I don't care how independent you are. Yeah, it could be a woman that's a CEO for like a Fortune 500 company who goes home every night and she hugs her dog. Yep. And she want a man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she wants somebody. Everybody yeah. needs somebody. Everybody yep. wants somebody. Think about Adam and Eve. We weren't designed to be alone. Yep. We're not solitary creatures. Yep. We're designed to have companionship and love. So yeah. I never, I mean, I had my little moments where I was like, nah, I ain't getting married again. Yeah. But ultimately, I still do. 
But this time I'm going to be more selective, more diligent. I wasn't, I'm not, I'm no longer that young 25. Yeah, right. Like I feel like actually I should be getting married right now. Like I feel like I have the temperament for it, the patience for it. Mm-hmm. I'm wiser. I'm more decisive. I, I I know what I want. Yeah. Versus 25, man. If I could tell my 25 year old self, yeah, I mean, yeah. things would be different. Yeah. But I also don't regret it because, you know, I wouldn't have certain things. Now. Yeah. That tells a lot of, of value of a man where mm-hmm. <clears throat> you you know the ugliness of what potentially could happen with divorce and, and unfaithfulness and all this. So mm-hmm. even though you know that stuff, you you still want to get married. You know, you still yeah. want that connection that, you know. That, a woman still deserves that. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's like, you know, not to put her business, business out there, but my girlfriend, before she met me, she was in a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. And she could have easily just written it off. Yeah. But if she did, she would have never gave me an opportunity to change her, change the narrative yeah. because she, she went through hell in that situation. Mm-hmm. But with me, well, we're not perfect, but shit, it's our heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. it's, uh, it feels, it, yeah, definitely. I don't feel like you should make people suffer yeah. for other situations that other people put you in. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can be inflicted by something. You could be heartbroken. You could be have fears or insecurities. But at the end of the day, that person didn't do it to you. Yeah. That person, the new person standing in front of you, they didn't do it to you. Mm-hmm, if anything, mm-hmm. just be transparent about those uh, weaknesses. Yep. And then have them understand it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And then they can help you overcome them, not only by showing you that they're not that person, yeah. but also supporting you and understanding you and making you a better individual overall. Yeah. yeah. Man, Lambert, I'm telling you, man, this has been a very great discussion, man. Oh, yeah. I, I really, um, I've learned a lot today, actually, man, because oh, <laughs> there's things, you're a very good storyteller, man, and we oh, definitely man. have to do a, a part two of this, Abs- man. We absolutely. definitely have to do a part two. Absolutely. Um, but I'm going to give you the floor now, Lambert, um, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to wrap this up, but I want you yeah. to give us a final thought, man. Yeah. Yeah, give us a final thought, man. Man, if, if I can just, construct like a final thought I would just tell everybody you know just everybody just slow down we're, we're moving in a world that's just so fast yeah everyone is like scrambling all over the place and you know doing things recklessly mm-hmm. and trying to get to their destination in the quickest way and yeah. trying to trying to go through shortcuts and not just dealing with the the perseverance of getting to a place like when when I say slow down I mean slow down drive slow um take the scenic route in life you know don't always take the route that you think is the quickest yeah take the scenic take the scenic route stop and enjoy the view yeah and uh just really enjoy um the journey of just getting there yeah man you know like and you will don't be so focused on like the destination. The destination's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Be focused on the journey. Yeah. Be focused on the people you run into. Be focused on how certain things made you feel. Stop and smell the flowers. Appreciate the flowers. Yeah. Um, look at the clouds. Look look and see how the clouds are beautiful, how the sun's shining, how the weather feels, like yeah. how the birds are flying in the air, just the whole vibe. Yeah. And it'll really embark and touch your spirit. So then 
when you do get to the destination, you're more fulfilled and more ready for your next journey. Yeah. So if that's the final thought of the day, man, that'll be it. Just slow down. Yeah. Man, just that's, take it all in. You know? that's, that's great advice, man. Yeah. That's really good advice. And yeah, sometimes absolutely. we have to do that, especially nowadays where everything is so fast, you know, yeah. fast paced, everything, fast food, mm. fast marriages, fast mm. relationships. Mm. You know, it's um, it's good to slow down yeah. and yeah. really, really absor uh, absorb everything. Yeah. If, it's for, if it's for you, it's going to be there. Yeah. If it's for you, it's you're not going to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So many people think, oh, I got to I got to hurry up and do this. Like, you know, there's no time limit to anything. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, we all do things on our on our time. Yeah. You know, we, or we should. Yeah. At least. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Man. Well, Lambert or TJ, I, uh, I really, really <laughs> appreciate you being here, man. Yeah, and man. I want to thank you for for doing this. And uh, everyone that who's uh, want to learn more about uh, TJ's uh, business, I will put a link on his of his Facebook profile mm. underneath this video. So mm. give him a click, give him a chance, give him a, you know, check him out. He's a great guy, great dresser, great personality. He's, uh, trust me, man, it's, it's going to be awesome. So thank yeah. you. Thanks again, man. You've been listening to ElvinPizarro.com. Please check out my link on the uh, description of this website for more podcasts. And uh, you can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcast. You have a blessed day.